Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's the Mark Aram Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Fresh Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show for you on this Friday the 13th. I know a lot of folks are uh, superstitious about bad things happening on Friday the 13th. So I wanted to uh, give some knowledge on Friday the 13th. Let's let's turn the tables on Friday the 13th. Instead of fearing it, we can learn from it. And uh, as loyal listeners of the show know, uh, one of my favorite things uh, is food. So I wanted to pass along some food knowledge on this Friday the 13th edition of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, joining us live in studio, always a welcomed guest, a member of the of the crew at this point, wow. David Danzig from Bites and Sights. How are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great. Are you a superstitious cat? I'm not, I'm really not. I th- is that a pagan thing, Friday the 13th? Where I have that no idea from? the origins, but it's uh, it, it's there. It's okay. a, it's People think it's legit. Uh, I've never had any big Friday the 13th fears. No. I have one superstition, and I don't know if this is a Jewish superstition or not, so yeah. I can ask you. Okay. Uh, for some reason, in, in my family, it's bad luck to put a hat on a bed. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that one, and, uh, you know, my mom was a Jewish mother. She had... A number of, of things, you know, you don't want to get the evil eye on you and, yeah, and yeah. things like that. So, But you didn't do the hat on the bed thing? The hat on the bed thing, no. Um, you know, there's a there's a, a superstition in um, Asian cuisine where if you, you don't put your chopsticks into the rice. Correct. That symbolizes death. Let me ask you a, a cuisine question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, when you're done with the meal, yes. you're supposed to have put your silver on the plate in which way? Do you know the answer to that? You know, there is an etiquette thing. Like if you cross the fork and the knife, that means... I don't think you cross the fork. As I understand, you put them parallel. And that means you're done. And that means you're done. All right. Research that for next week, It's almost like a mezuzah, you know, but I'm not sure which way you (laughs) you lean it on the doorpost. But yes, I I will have answers for the next uh, installment of of the uh, Friday Night uh, Lights segment we're going to do. So, yeah, because I'm curious about that. All right, so here's the knowledge I want to pass along to long folks on Friday the 13th. I asked David Danzig from Bites and Sights, who is who is tuned in to the, the culinary cuisine and the uh, just what's going on in Metro Atlanta. I comes just have to an food. insatiable inner fat kid. Really. Yeah, and you're skinny, which is complete BS. Well, but that we'll talk about it. You might be bulimic. Are you bulimic? Um, I, I'd really rather not discuss All right. that. We'll do it off the Are you going to use that feather over there? Okay. <laughs> feather. <Go ahead. laughs> um, so I asked David to come up with 13, because it's Friday the 13th, must-have dishes in yeah. Metro Atlanta. Dishes yeah. do you have to have before you die in Metro Atlanta. Let, let's fire off this list. Let's start at number 13 and go work our way up. How's wanna, that? Okay. Well, I was going to start. Well, this is good because, you know, there's – a lot of people say life is short, so start with dessert first. Yes, there you go. So my dessert. So when I'm like have a, cr- if you say, you know, you got one shot left yeah. in life at a dessert. There's a couple that stand out to me. There is a dish at the down. Da- so the Ritz Carlton downtown has a restaurant they call AG, which is stands for Atlanta Grill. Correct. Which is fantastic. It's very sophisticated Southern cuisine. They do a baked Alaska. That they come out in flambe yeah. right there at the table that is freakishly good. If you've never had it's sort of the um, you know, uh, marshmallowy out exterior to you me, cut into it. I don't I don't cake. doubt that it's the that it's great there. Yeah. That to me is the most overrated dessert of all time. I, I, I would I would I'm never not, order it. I don't it again. disagree. It's it's very it's it's sort of a cliche and it's flashy and it it but but this one is very special. I, tr- I trust you on that. Um, this one blows my mind. Also at Miller Union, um, Stephen Satterfield just won the James Beard Award. They do an ice cream sandwich there. It's 
it's unimaginably simple, but there is something just completely addictive and crave-worthy about the ice cream sandwich at Miller Union. So those are my just kind of must-have desserts if I, you know, just had to go there. All right, number 12 on the must-eat-before-you-die list. Number 12. So I'm a massive fan of Cuban sandwiches. Um, A couple here that I would say there's one in Pont City Market, El Superpan, is the restaurant. They do a just absolutely spectacular artisan-quality Cuban sandwich. Also, for the old-school sect, the Havana Sandwich Shop on Buford Highway. Amazing. Kind yeah. of a must-have Cuban yeah. sandwich. So those are those are absolute must-haves. All right, number 11 on the must-eat-before-you-die list from <laughs> David Danzig. So have you been to Yala? No. Nope. It's in Cro- Okay, so there's two lo- locations of Yala, Y-A-L-L-A. There's one in the Crog Street Market. There's another one over in a new new restaurant. It's kind of a micro food hall called Canteen, but it's called Yala, and they do a shawarma, which is a spit roasted chicken. I've never known what shawarma was. Or shawarma, whatever you call it's it. It's kind of a you know it's a it's pit a roasted smoked, chicken. pit roasted. You could be chicken or it could be okay. beef. But they do a, a shawarma. You can get it wrapped in a pita, but I like it in a bowl. And you kind of go, you know, like at um, Willie's where you get a burrito and yeah, you kind of yeah. go down the line and you tell them all the topics. Yeah. So Yala, it's the same thing, but it's Mediterranean salads. It's fresh olives. It's You can make a bowl that could feed a village. I like it. And it's that's absolutely crazy. It's wonderful. Yala, it's in Crog Street Market or at the canteen. Number 10, I've actually had on your list. Tell us number 10 on the list. Number 10. So there's a great little dive place down at the end of Collier Road on the west side. It's called Hankook Taqueria. Tomas Lee is the chef. He was a bucket life guy for years, and so he spun off. He combined Mexican and Korean into this incredible casual experience. And my favorite thing there is a calamari burrito. It's, it's very good. It's made with kimchi and a Korean rice. It's in a flour tortilla. Spicy rice. It's very it's good. spicy and it's chewy and the calamari and it's magnificent. I, th- that's right around the corner from my house and I go there all the time. The one, and I don't agree with, I don't disagree with that. The calamari burrito is fantastic. Yep. But since they've opened, when they first opened, they were known for their hand-cooked hotties. Yes. The hotties that work there. They're like Georgia Tech students. Yes, and, and they've disappeared. Now, it's fine service, <laughs> but there are no more hand-cooked hotties. So I do have a – but I love the owners. They're great. They're fantastic. Yeah, the Lees are, yeah, are wonderful Very people. good, but I agree with you. Yep. Number nine, I'm going to I'm gonna take issue with, but I'll tell you what number okay. nine is. You tell me what number nine number is Number nine for me, so um, Umi, U-M-I, Umi. It's a Japanese wonderful place. It's in Buckhead. They do this – yellowtail jalapeno it's a very simple dish but it's exquisite it's a thinly sliced yellowtail they put a little jalapeno on top some cilantro and a ponzu sauce very simple but it's just light and it's i, I first had this dish at uh, tomo tomo that's right. came up with this dish and it's it's a fine dish but i'm such a fan of yellowtail yes. that i don't like to mess with it anything yeah it's so You're good by itself yep. i don't need jalapenos as johnny kobasa says on it i don't need any of the sauce just give me the yellowtail i respect that i but, respect but that. but umi's a, is is a solid joint so i yeah, do agree with absolutely. that absolutely all right number 8 this is a uh, this is the 13 must eat foods before you die in metro atlanta that's number Number eight on the list is what, David? Southern vegetable plate at Restaurant Eugene. Now, let me just say, I am a carnivore. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the, the I am not vegan, vegetarian. I want meat, right? Sure. But, the, but a southern veggie plate is not necessarily a veggie plate. But Linton Hopkins was the, you know, he started Restaurant Eugene. Chris Edwards is the executive chef now. 
what they do with vegetables is an art form completely unto itself. Mm-hmm. You, I can't. Even, I'm not even really going to go into the description of it. Is you have to trust me. If you order the Southern Vegetable Plate, you will experience vegetables like you've never experienced before. It's they're gorgeous, they're fresh, and they're things you probably have never tried before. And, and I, it'll, the it'll thing about most mac, most uh, vegetable plates in in the South is mac and cheese is considered a vegetable. That's what I love about the veggie <laughs> yeah, plate or a collards, you yeah, know, something exactly. like that. But these are this. J- Take my word for it. Exquisite fine dining restaurant, Eugene. Number seven on the must-eat list before you die, uh, we go to seafood. Tell us about the oyster service at Kimball House. So the Kimball House, it's the, it's an old trolley depot in the heart of Decatur. Mm. It is absolutely one of the most special restaurants in the southeast. They do, among other things, they have some of the best. It is my favorite cocktail service in the city. But the cold water oysters they have there from New York, Maine, Oregon, they have these relationships with the foragers. They get oysters that I've not had anywhere else. It's served on this beautiful platter. The ice pellets sure. sits up on there. I'm a it's fan. It's exquisite. Um, you know, Kimball sh- House oyster service. You shouldn't eat oysters in months that don't have an R in them. Did you know that? That is the. That is the. So we're uh, good now. <clears throat> we are good now. But yeah. I would eat. I would eat oysters at Kimball House. You know, a lot of places drift. I mean, um, the the seafood place you can trust. You can get them during the summer. Man, but I still don't even mess. with I it. understand. Yeah, it's it's an old wives' tale, but I won't mess with it. No, it's it's legit. All right, let's get some carbs. Number six on the must-eat uh, list before you die in Metro Atlanta. So Marcel, it is a steakhouse on the west side, there, Fort love Fry. It. it is a sort of a European-type steakhouse. So they do a bread course there. Um, it sort of just comes out at the beginning of dinner. They, they, are, they are these fried... Um, it's fried bread. It's got this olive oil on mm-hmm. it. There's some ricotta in the middle. It is onto itself one of my favorite dishes, but you also need to try the lanchicot with fries. It's a sirloin, chopped sirloin over better, at Marcel. Better bread course. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yep. At Marcel yep. or the Cheddar Bay Biscuits at Red Lobster? <sighs> I'm going to go with Marcel, <laughs> but hey, you it, know. Buy I, a nose. I respect everybody. Buy a uh, nose. You know, um, yeah. Number five, let's talk uh, chicken biscuits. Where are we going? Buttermilk Kitchen, Roswell Road, uh, Buckhead, uh, Suzanne Visithin, she's the chef there. She does what is my favorite chicken biscuit. Um, if you got to go early if you're going to go on the weekends for brunch, but absolutely incredible buttermilk kitchen. I agree with that. I think it's fantastic. Yes. I would also recommend the uh, chicken biscuit Benedict at Highland Bakery. Oh yeah, absolutely. which is one of, might be my favorite breakfast dish in Atlanta, chicken biscuit Benedict. But you can't go wrong with buttermilk. Gorgeous. Uh, number four, real quick, we're going to Geo's uh, on Hemp Hill. Tell us about it. Geo's Chicken. This is sort of the. Um, Alter ego to Antico Pizza. pizza. Right next door. Right next door. I love when it's in season, the Arancia Rosa. It's a blood orange chicken, but it's only in season. It's not in season right now. It's usually in the spring. So my alternate would be chicken cacciatore. Cacciatore is really good. Only on Sundays. But really, any of the chicken dishes there are stupendous. I last night I had the chicken parm. You did. Um delivered to my house Uber Eats. Nice. Uh and I, I think right now it's the best chicken parm in Metro Atlanta. Absolutely. It really is. But I, I I agree with the uh the blood chicken and the uh cacciatore yep. only on Sundays though. Blood so orange gotta, chicken. Yeah, blood, blood orange chicken. chicken. Sounds a little... Well we're gonna get our top three when we come right back, all Let's right? Do it. All right. David Danzig from Bites Insights in studio Friday edition of the Mark Aram show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. David Danzig from Bites and Sights in studio on this Friday the 13th. David's uh, must 
13 must-eat foods before you die in Metro Atlanta. Yep. Uh, th- will you post this list on your website? I'll put it up on social media. Follow me okay. at my handles Bites, B-I-T-E-S, the letter N, S-I-T-E-S. All right, and I'll retweet it. So, folks, Thank if you. you're driving your car, you, you want it. You can't write these down right now. Yep. All right, we did 13 through 4. Top three real quick. Number three, best burger. I mean, H&F Burger, there's a location in Pont City Market. It's just a giant, sloppy, wonderful. Mm-hmm. You can get them also at um, SunTrust Park. Better at the at, at Holman and Finch, though, right, than Holman at the ballpark? Holman and Finch also, yes, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's on an eight. They, they bake the bun. Uh, Linton uses, like, you know, incredible uh, uh, sirloin and, and um, it's world famous. It's burger. world famous. Yeah. yeah. Also, Atlas. If you if on the other end of the spectrum, you can spend twenty nine bucks. Atlas in the St. Regis does a ridiculous burger for twenty nine bucks. Uh, number two, let's go uh, Thai food. So there's a place on Buford Highway called Nam Phuong. It's unbelievable. You can get all sorts of great Vietnamese dishes there, including pho. Which is some a lot of people pronounce pho, yeah. but it's pronounced pho. pho. But they do a Thai seafood hot pot. They come to your table with a like a col- little Coleman stove yeah. and a giant bowl of this fragrant, wonderful broth. Then they bring you plate after plate of vegetables and seafood, and you pop it in there and you cook it. You f- you crank up the the propane and you you, you cook do it your as own you stuff. want. You get the noodles in there. You mix it up yourself. An egg? You get a crack an egg in there? There's uh, I don't think they do an egg. Okay, in there. but the Thai seafood <laughs> hot pot at Nam Phuong is absolutely true story. I swear yep. on my life, okay. I went to high school with a kid named Nam Phuong. Really? Yeah, we had a big big Vietnamese. Uh, Korean, like yeah. a lot of Asians yeah. in my high school, and yeah. I know I went to school at Nam Phuong. Maybe, maybe this is his, his kitchen. All right, number one on the must-eat right. dishes, 13 dishes on Friday the 13th that you have to eat in Atlanta before you die, number one. I am a huge fan of Heirloom Market Barbecue. It is down on Powers Ferry, right near Chattahoochee River, right by Rays on the River. They do this thing called the Cordova Barbecue Sandwich. It's a special. It's not always on the menu. So if, if you go to uh, Heirloom, uh, and that's not there. Get the spicy Korean pork barbecue sandwich. It's a beautiful combination of Korean and Southern barbecue. It's all on one sandwich. They also have a green tomato kimchi that's freakishly good and absolutely good. You almost get their dropped an F-bomb. Pudding. You almost dropped an F-bomb I did. right there. You got the dump button. Right there you go. Um, David Danzig, bring in the heat. 13 must-eat dishes on Friday the 13th. You'll post to me on Twitter, and I'll retweet yep. these. Uh, bites and Sights, tell them again. The B-I-T-E-S, letter N-S-I-T-E-S, Bites and Sights. All right, there you go. So instead of fearing Friday the 13th, you've learned something on Friday the 13th. Uh, you're going to learn more because we're going to give news, weather, and traffic right now. And then we'll come back. Uh, comedian Craig Schumacher is in uh, studio. He's at the Punchline this weekend. Hang tight, Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show, with you every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. As always, we like to bring the funny on Friday. Fridays, and we need it more than ever on uh, Friday the 13th. Craig Shoemaker joined us in studio. He will be appearing at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Craig, good I didn't to see even you. Realize it was Friday the 13th. Isn't that Thanks crazy? for bringing that jinx onto my shows. Well, you you know you live in the uh, stand-up <laughs> comedian world. I mean, you probably don't even know what month it is right now. Well, right? yeah, that's true. I, I actually don't even. Remember when you were a kid, you put the date on all of your papers? <laughs> exactly I right. miss those days. Yeah. Because you always knew what day it was because you put the date down. What, what's funny is when I started here at WSB Radio 20-odd years ago now, 
Um, and I, you'd come in and I'd take notes and I would I'd put my name and the date on the top right of, of every paper. <laughs> exactly. And it took me about six months where I'm like, why am I still doing this? Why, why am I still <laughs> writing my name? Yeah. By your, uh, I don't turn anything in. These are just notes. But I, Mark Aram, September 6th. And, yeah. I miss the school days. School. I actually volunteer at my kids' school. Do you really? Yeah, the, the, the parents are all afraid of me because I'm a comedian. They all think <laughs> I'm going to end up in my act. Like, what kind of volunteer? Like, How old is your kid, first of all? I have a bunch of them. All I, right. Well, that, that one is eight. All right, so elementary school. Yeah. What, what is it like? Are how, they what, budget crisis? Volunteer? Yeah, was, why are they calling no, it like, volunteers? Well, the worst part is I, I'm terrible at art, and it's usually like some sort of thing where I actually have to ask the kids you know how to do this. So you're coming in and like, all right, we're gonna do. Uh... They hand you a stack of uh, like uh, construction paper and scissors, and they say, "Here's here's the design that we'd like to achieve." Is that an LA thing? Because we never really? had volunteer things when I was in in elementary there's school. There's a lot of LA things. Yeah, there's. I'm a little league coach. There's no outs and no runs for really? the first two years. Oh my goodness! I'm like he's out. Like seven <laughs> helicopter mothers are surrounding me. Like zero dark thirty in a Bin Laden compound. No, 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 he's not out. He's not out. Read the rules, coach. Apologize. How, you made G.O. So how do you know when the how do you know when the game's over? Or the innings over? How do you, it's like a never ending inning. Everybody bats and then oh. the innings over. And then and then the last kid at bat has an automatic home run. Wow. Oh, it's unbelievable. You have to fake cheer. So there's and no then, standings. And then you got to give the game balls away, and it's just based on a chart who got it last time. Oh, my. And, and then you have to make up stuff. Well, Jake got a ball because he walked, and then you're all like mental patients. Yeah. Jake took a walk. Yay, that's, Jake. He's my hero. That, how long has that been going heroes. on? Oh, I don't know. As long as I've been coaching. And really? I have a 19-year-old. So, yeah, but I, I've coached all the kids, and it's it's a nightmare. And every kid's like, you know, they're all proud of, uh, like, their disorders. Yeah. <laughs> they all have a disorder. And they're proud of them. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> I want an inhaler. I'm like, what are you talking about? They have <laughs> asthma. And I want asthma. Wow. Yeah, ADD. Yeah, yeah. You know that... what it stands for? Attention deficit. Come on, be honest. You were a kid. You know, what normal kid pays attention? Yeah, we all had it. Have you ever had a kid go, I hear everything you say. Everything you say. I'm looking right in the eye. What would you like me to do? I have an attention surplus. Yeah, we locked those kids I'm, up I'm when I was in school. I'm going to rewire my home. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was called hyperactive. Yeah. I was so hyper, I used to sleepwalk. Jimmy went, Wolfman. Went my sister's bed. Yeah, nice. Jimmy Wolfman was the kid, third grade. It was like... Every day, the teacher's like, Jimmy, go to the principal's office. Just He was just bouncing off the walls. Like, um, is he a comic today? <laughs> no, he actually killed himself. Oh, I probably oh, shouldn't oh, have geez, brought I, that up. And I shouldn't have brought it. I yeah, should no. have asked the question. I, as soon as I said that name the second time, I'm like, I, don't, I think, he, yeah, he had problems. But uh, Yeah, well, we all had one, and I was the one. You were the bouncing off the wall kid? Yeah, I was I was sent up to the uh, – we had one teacher, though, so dumb, she didn't call ahead, Miss Keimel. She would go up to Mr. Cockley's office, and Mr. Cockley was like this, you know, like really strict sure, like ex-sergeant. Sure. But she didn't call ahead, so I just used it as a chance to, like, I would like wind around, and I go to the back window and heckle her, you know, and other voices. Gotcha, That's how gotcha. I started doing voices. That's See, awesome. it was on the first floor. So she would never find out if she you She never went. knew that I was not in Mr. Cockley's office. I was actually pretending that I was Dave Cerami in the back row. I would never have thought to do that. That's that's brilliant right there. And that led you to the uh, the stand-up <laughs> career. Um, they say, what do you expect to be when you grow up? I said, a comedian. How am I doing? <laughs> You're grounded. Uh, Craig Schumacher is at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets available online at punchline.com. I noticed, G- by the way, you yeah. want Schumacher because people can't commit. They don't know if it's Schumacher or Mocker. 
Shoemaker, so they sued. Shoemaker, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, thanks for getting it right. I have everybody goes. They look at that name. It says Shoemaker. No, that's and they go, Mr. Shoemaker. I go, you don't mock shoes. You make shoes. Well. Crocs, those you can mock. Yeah, they mock the. No, I. I you can mock those all you want. I'm you sorry, know, the it's holder just, for it so your self-esteem can slip out. It's just, it's just, it's just me being sleepy right now that I'm, I'm not enunciating my words. It's, it's shoemaker. No, Ironically, I don't. You've probably heard this a million times. Your last name is an insult. In what profession? Do you know what profession your name is oh, an insult? Oh, you're a little shoemaker over here. Yeah, it's uh, in the garmento business. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, but uh, chefs, cooks. Is that right? Yeah, if if you if if one I've been chef a cook too. if I, one chef wants to insult another chef, it's like that guy's a shoemaker, really? meaning meaning his his food tastes like shoe leather. Oh my god! Yeah, I was never insulted by a chef before. Yeah, but, I've insulted chefs. Well, they they were calling you shoemaker. They didn't know it was your last name. They were just saying I that I was a cook at, at, at one time. Really? What were you What were you working? A few restaurants when I was a kid. Boy, it was they were trying to save money. That was not a, that was not a good budget cut there because. Well, it was me and my buddies, my drunken sixteen-year-old friends, you and know, just eating they everything. Something back, it was coming back moist. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I worked. Uh, <laughs> I worked at a uh, in a, a bowling alley as a short order cook. Oh, did yeah, you? that was uh, that's an interesting experience. But I, I mean, I I love bowling anyway. Yeah, and I my kids, all they do is video games. So I took them old school bowling. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. still wussified in this generation. I was like, I line them up. Here you go, kids. Here's what daddy's. Here's a 16 pound ball. You know, they, did they enjoy that, it or were they? shoes that were worn by 900 people? <laughs> At worried least about germs. You know, yeah. You know, with these were they were cleaned by the aerosol poisonous gas cloud that gets in your lungs so you could develop some immunity bubble boy. I actually, I think I have methocelioma. How do you pronounce that? You have that from the bowling alley shoe thing because <laughs> exactly. spraying all those shoes, those disgusting shoes. They should have one of those you know, lawyer commercials about Ex- that. You know, mesothelioma. That's it. Exactly. Did you work at the whole bowl in Poughkeepsie, New York? Well, we could uh, get you. A Million dollars. That was the name of the bowling alley, the whole bowl. Did you have uh, trouble with people like you know, like they they wait till the gate goes down and that's when they throw the ball oh, yeah. and it smashes yeah. in? Yeah, so- it was. It, I'll tell you what, it was an enjoyable job because every day was different. Yeah, I mean there was always something going on. The the oil machine broke, or and we had like this big bar area with pool tables and video games. The video games were. I mean there was always something new. Yeah. And then in the, of course in the snack bar, it just. I just eat and eat and eat. As a college kid, it was the best thing ever. It was oh, like yeah. I had my own meal plan. <laughs> what? Growing so growing up, you did. Uh, you worked at, in a restaurant. What, do you remember your first job? What was the first job you ever had? Yeah, I'm actually friends with the guy that fired me too. It's oh so wow! Weird. What, yeah, what were you doing? Cleaver. I was the. Uh, well, first I was the cleanup guy. I was 13 years old, but I had not hit puberty, which was a nightmare back then. I, I hated. 13. That's normal, right? I mean, well, yeah. Well, I didn't hit puberty till 17. Which what? Is, that was a nightmare. I'd be in the gym showers. The other guys, they're already mature. They get, you know, yeah. like Duck Dynasty going on in their crotch. <laughs> 17? I'm in, I'm in there with a panel and a wall switch. I think your parents lied to you. Uh, well, uh, I, I think was, they lied about your age. Yeah, 16, 17. That's about, and I was like 5'1 in high school. Now I'm 6'2. Wow. So yeah, it was really like I did not enjoy that those, that's, those years. That's a struggle. So I, I applied for the job and lied about my age, and I wore seven t shirts underneath my turtleneck so I would look bigger. So you bulked up. <laughs> what was the job? I, I bulked. I would look like the Michelin man. Clean up guy doing cleaning up what? I cleaned up before, uh, you know, like on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I would go in. I had the vacuum yeah. and all the, you know, I cleaned. The, the salad area 
you know, just clean up. Yeah. After, after, you know, get the restaurant ready for, and I was alone, which I loved. I'd take a nap. The last non-Hispanic <laughs> cleanup guy in restaurant history was Craig Shoemaker. Well, with that, there were no Hispanics where I was from. Where are you from originally? Uh, Philadelphia. Oh. I mean, it's like, you know, I live in L.A. now. It's like, and I studied French in high school, not knowing. <laughs> Serves you no purpose yeah, now. Yeah, there's a lot of pockets of French neighborhoods <laughs> a lot in Los Angeles. Excusez-moi, où est la station? <laughs> do you like L.A.? I do, actually. Yeah. I really do. I live in a, in a community that's just, people think L.A. is like L.A. Yeah. I mean, they think you have a, like a little club out there eating granola and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, but there's you know, normal areas, normal neighborhoods, right, that we could relate to? Uh, yeah. Like I tell people all the time, I live far out of the, but I can still commute. You know, mm-hmm. I was writing on that show Fuller House for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I commute every day to Warner Brothers, and it was, you know, 45 minutes, but still, I'm, you know, these celebrities have houses in Montana and Wyoming. This is my Wyoming, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no difference. Yeah. You know, I have cul-de-sacs and, you know, little lake and all that what's, kind of what's, stuff. What's, uh, not to put you in a, in a bad mood, but what's going on with the wildfires? That's that's north of L.A., right? That's north of San Francisco. Yeah, there. But there were McNally. some in that's L.A. 300 miles away. Yeah, but there were <laughs> but, some in L.A., right? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's so, you know, it's such a drought going on there, and they've got these winds that just blow everything all over the Does place. Does that freak you out at all? I mean, but, uh, earlier it must have been, well, the, you know, the earthquake fear, but now it's— I've seen them. Like so many times through the years, yeah. it, it doesn't really freak me out because I don't know if you're like I am. Ever since you were a kid, you just love fire. I do love fire. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. When remember you were a kid with the match? Yeah, absolutely. Say, don't play with matches. That was like just an invitation. Exactly. To play with matches and big bonfires. Your buddy down the street stole. I'm going to his... tell you. I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I set our woods on fire. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I've never admitted it. I just did to you. I don't know. The statue like limitations a, like is a priest. And I'm not even Catholic. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a psychiatrist. You just it's a couch. Here. I did it. I, we were setting off Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Well, I mean, we there's, lit the woods on fire. As, a, as a kid, especially yeah. a, a boy, uh, fire is, uh, I mean. I was a bad kid. I was, you know, I didn't have a dad. I think that had a lot to do sure. with it. Sure. I got arrested when I was 13. They said, how would you like to end up like one of these guys on the poster? I'm going, at least he's wanted. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's messed up. That was literally my thought. Is like, I'm looking at these guys like, hey, they're famous. They're wa- yeah. Yeah, they got their picture up there. They're everywhere. You know, it's like, I'm not so having that. Just from this brief conversation, you could have gone off the rails pretty quick. Like, I did go off the I rails. I could be talking right. to you through glass right no, now. No, you know what I'm saying? True. Like, <laughs> you've turned your life around pretty much. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I'm white, you know. <laughs> you know it helps because, in this country. Yeah, seriously, yeah. if I was any other color. I mean, but I just had my DNA done, and I'm 14% African. Nice. I can't believe have you Have you done this? No, I want to. Well, I've got to do it. My it's, mom did it last weekend, and she hasn't gotten the results back yet. Oh, but, it's, uh, it's, it'll flip you out sometimes. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, we're all raised a certain way, and you're thinking you're a certain thing. My, my so. ex got it done yeah. um, last month, and she sent me the results, you know, just, I don't know why she sent it to me. Do you have but, kids with her? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. Whoa, uh, that was a big... But, <laughs> but her whole thing was... Uh, <laughs> Like she's a hundred percent Polish. Like that's yeah, her thing. Her her, yeah. her parents are Polish. Her grandparents, uh-huh. and it came back. It was eleven percent Polish. Eleven. Eleven. Out so of a, that's out of a hundred, folks. That's I'm, so I'm more African than, than she, she is, is Polish. Polish. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So I, I'm glad you bring that up. I, what did you do? Did you like uh, you swab yourself? What what company did you use? Twenty three and Me. All right, you, you recommend it. Yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Promo code shoemaker, and I, I mean, get ten percent off. I'm not going to go back to Zimbabwe and go knock on some doors yeah. and say, you know, I think I'm your cousin. You know, All right, I've got to go. How I'm much on radio right now? But how folks, much African are you? You go see me if you can. Fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. I said, if the uh, if you're coming to my show at the Punchline this weekend, you will see I am I am very Caucasian looking. 
I'm going to go ahead. Let's place a bet. I'm going to do 23 and me on Monday. I are bet you? I bet I am more than 14% African. I bet you I'm more African than you are. Really? I think so. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'll put I'll put 5 bucks. Cuz I know, all I know is I'm Russian. That's what I've been told growing up, like Russian That's Jew. That's pretty far from Africa. But I think I'm going to beat you at 14%. You do? Yeah. Okay. We'll check in. We'll check in when I get my results back. Hang tight one more segment. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Craig Shoemaker Obviously a very funny man. He's at the Punchline stage this weekend. Tickets online at punchline.com. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Apologies to Valerie Bertinelli. She was scheduled to join us tonight. Um, I, I, I actually recorded the interview. You mean you bagged her for me? For I, Craig Shoemaker? My first crush ever, Valerie Bertinelli. I, I think the first time I did that was to Valerie Bertinelli, if that if you know what that means. Yep, so, of course I know what that um, means. I was so, Farrah Fawcett. I, there you go. And fair, I had that poster. You know. Oh, everyone the, had that poster. Yeah, you could play yeah. ring toss. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Remember Craig, those things? Yes, I do. And uh, I did a movie with her, you know, the Love Masters character I do in my yeah. head. Oh, baby, Love Master. I, I love that. Farrah's hair, baby. <laughs> so uh, she did the movie. I couldn't believe it for like 100 bucks. Wow. So we're rehearsing in the car. And I go, hey, I'm practically calling her Miss Fawcett. I'm going, yeah. thanks for doing my movie, Miss Fawcett. She goes, shut up. I just <laughs> want to know if that Love Master is real. And she reaches over and... No way. I mean, there was no horn in my crotch. I'm not carrot top. You realize she passed away. This could be blasphemy if, if you're okay. lying about it's this. It's all right. It's all right. I told the story when she was alive. She loves it. That's that's She's a bucket list. Wow. Yes, very... Fr- and I was not ready for my close-up, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I absolutely. So I had an innie. Yeah. So, it was cold uh, out. <laughs> shrinkage. <laughs> well, it was... I was cold. I couldn't believe it. And then, then I was ready, and then she wasn't. We could have spent the first segment talking about that alone. Way to bury the lead, Craig. Farrah Fawcett was, right. uh, before, was awesome. Before I let you go, we have a uh, little game on the program we like to say. Uh, we call it... Now, it's time for... Who's in your phone? I could use Farrah Fawcett. You could. Is she still in your phone? No. I... Oh. I, I I leave people in there for a while, if, and the same with Facebook. Yeah, if they pass on, I'm over the limit on on my. I have a fan page. But yeah, yeah. I, you know my other one. I'm over the limit. Sure. So if someone dies, I I'll say something on their wall like twice, you know, and then they, then they got to go. Oh. I got to make room for somebody else. That's that's <laughs> it's rough. So strange, right? Um, don't call anyone. Don't text anyone. But who who is the most famous person in your phone right now? Like if well, you want the wanted... most recent text, the most famous uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Really. Yes. How do you how do you know Sammy Jackson? We're just old friends. No golfers, kidding. You know, been to Bermuda together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's yeah he's a really funny guy. Yeah, he's a big Atlanta fan by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. he's the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. He does their commercials. Big time. Falcons he... rise up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask him what he got paid for that. <laughs> yeah, I think he just got <laughs> if he tickets. Comes on your show. <laughs> I think he just got tickets. Got... I'm yeah. I'm yeah. impressed. You got you got half <laughs> from Fair Fawcett and and uh, Sammy. <laughs> And Samuel L. Jackson's your friend. I'm putting that on my resume. Half a won't you? Exactly. Half a from you've seen him on HBO Comedy Central. You got half a from Farrah Fawcett. Uh, social media and all that stuff. Where can uh, we find you? The Love Master on Twitter. Somebody go to Instagram and follow me. I'm going to pay attention I'll after do that. I was on this show. Okay? I'll do it. Craig Shoe on Instagram. All Just right. take off the maker because my son rips on me. He says, it's because you tweet like a mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And then Craig Shoemaker on the fan page on All Facebook. Right. You got to go see him. He is very funny. Uh, big fan of The Punchline. Punchline loves him. And uh, he's friends with Sam Jackson. So <laughs> go check him out. The Punchline. Tickets online at punchline.com. Craig, good to see you, buddy. You too. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.